listening to the Crossome Wrestling Entertainment Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number three of the Crossome Wrestling Entertainment Podcast. As you can see, we're still getting the kinks worked out here. You know, it's good. Nah, I love you, Tyler. All right. Anywho, we are here today to discuss the July 29th, 2020 episode of AEW Dynamite. It was a good one. I, I, I mean, I love this show. I think it was great. Tyler, overall, what'd you think? Good show? Great show? Yeah. Yeah. And this was the one that Tony was like, make sure you all tune in because this is going to yeah. be a big one. And he man, right. he was definitely right. Yeah, um, he, he, didn't, he unfortunately didn't predict my camera falling down right there, but we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll focus in on that on <laughs> another time. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. So uh, I say we hit the ground running here. It was a great start, and just like the uh, Ollie Wrestling Dynamite hit the ground running on Wednesday when they opened up with this major match here. It was a big match, a giant scramble. You love to see it. Uh, we had Jurassic Express and the best friends with Tyler's favorite Orange Cassidy versus the Inner Circle. Uh, overall, this match was good. There's a lot of action. There was a lot of people in the ring. So, I mean, it was nonstop. You know, if one guy yeah. wanted to hop out, another person hopped in. Uh, Taz was on the panel, and he thought the inner circle had a big advantage. Uh, the question was, was their advantage going to come to fruition? Was it going to hold up? Was it going to help them at all? Um, obviously, we saw that it didn't. Uh, so, the match started with Orange Cassidy and Jake Hager, who looks unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, right now, he does. I say. Yeah. Jake Hager. For I mean, obviously, as you guys know, he was Jack Swagger back in the WWE. He always looked good, athletic guy, huge guy. We the people, I miss it. Um, I regret, but this is not that show. This is our. This is AEW. Um, Jake Hager looks unbelievably fantastic. He is a monster of a human being. He is in shape like you would not believe. Um, I love that the opening of this match, they all got in. And as you know, with multi-person matches in wrestling, everyone decides to jump in at the same time and start stomping one person. Right. And there's always heck, uh, hectic going on at the beginning of the match. I loved how at the beginning of this match, Orrin Cassidy was getting stomped on by the inner circle, and he kept his hands in his pockets the entire yep. time. <laughs> yep, never break. He just laid down and took it. Yep. Uh, Never break character. He is one of the per- people who are keeping kayfabe alive in, uh, in this <laughs> generation of uh, wrestling. So I love it personally. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Orange Cassidy is quite the character. He is funny. And the, the thing that I love the most about him is he actually can go. Like he could go against anyone and oh, yeah. be better. Uh, he just literally chooses not to. His character is amazing. He's so funny with his nonchalant half cock thumb. You got to love it. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Luchasaurus. Uh, This guy always impresses. I think every week I watch Luchasaurus, I fall more and more in love with his wrestling ability, his style, his character. He is absolutely amazing. Watching him with his knee strikes, his flips, his everything, for a guy of his size to be able to move the way he does, it's shocking. It's like yeah. literally shocking. Uh, Luchasaurus really, I mean, he, he I, I would say he was the, my favorite in this match. I don't know. Did you, have, did you have a favorite performance in this match, Tyler? Oh, well, I am a big fan of uh, Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy. So mm-hmm. it's, it's hard for me because two, two of my favorites are going up against each other. But I always mention them. So I'll bring up Sammy Guevara. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to see Sammy back in the ring. Um, he, as we've seen over the last year plus that um, – AEW has been around. Sammy has been holding his own, and I think it means a lot that he has had rivalries with guys like Matt Hardy. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and he looked good in this match. 
Yeah, absolutely. So Sammy Guevara looked great. Since he's been back, he's really been a, a force to be reckoned with. He's come back, guns ablaze, and ready to go. And he actually was involved in the finish of this match. It was Sammy Guevara. It looked like he was going to pull out the win uh, until the interference came about. As you mentioned, Matt Hardy decided to make an appearance as music Welcome hit. back which distracted Sammy Guevara, because obviously when music plays and you're a wrestler, you have to just pay attention to the music. You can't just keep wrestling. Right, I mean, right. Why would, you keep, why would you keep wrestling? We don't do that. <laughs> uh, you're not trying to be beaten up by another person, you know? So Luchasaurus got the better of him, hit him with the, uh, the knee strike there, which is always beautiful, and pinned him one, two, three. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that was exciting there. What do you think uh, of Matt Hardy being an AEW, Tyler? I think it's awesome. It's really exciting, actually. I, I love that Matt Hardy's in AEW right now. I was so uh, – uh, it was just so unfortunate that he had to debut to no crowd mm. um, because if, if he had debuted with that, yeah, oh, uh, with a full crowd, full capacity, yeah, sure. oh, my gosh, him and his little drone there, oh, my God, that would have been such a pop. AEW's already had some incredible pops, uh, but I think Matt Hardy's uh, debut in AEW would have been massive. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And we've talked about that, too. I mean, you look, think about the number of debuts that we've had, and we'll get into one a little later. Um, when we had uh, Brody Lee, you had Matt Hardy, you had um, – uh, what's his, I mean, uh, the one we're going to get into tonight. I didn't want to give it away already. Yeah, John Moxley would have given it away. Amazing. The uh, FTR would have been amazing yep. with a crowd. And there's just so many things that kind of got thwarted from getting that genuine crowd, that crowd reaction there. Damn favorite, you, COVID. Yeah, well, we'll get, yeah, I regress on that one. But um, my favorite part of that match, that opening match there, was actually the hug that all of them went into the middle together. <laughs> and they all hugged and they had the big camera angle come out. That was the camera zoom out. Yeah. Oh, it was like the Okada zoom out from when he does his Hulk up on <laughs> NJPW. It was amazing. Uh, but it's just good. It was great wrestling and you had great moments like that. You got to see cool things happen. Uh, overall, I love that match. That match was great, it was a lot of fun. Uh, my yeah. biggest thing is the wrestling doesn't always have to be the spotlight in terms of matches like that. You had a lot of people, you had a lot of action, have fun moments. And they did that with, oh, the, yeah. with Kathy, obviously they did that with the, the hug and everything like that. So that was awesome. Um, oh, I'm very happy to see it. I love seeing these really fun matches with also big spots as well. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Uh, so leading into our, our next bout there, we had the buildup, which everyone was looking forward to, of Warhorse, who challenged Cody for the TNT Championship. Warhorse, uh, I mean, wow. Absolutely unbelievable Came performance out swinging. in the ring. He was guns ablazing. I mean, hey, you get you get, a, you get an opportunity at Cody in AEW yeah. and his own company for his championship, you're going to come out swinging. I'll say this. That man's elbow drop, oh, my gosh. Took, took, listen, when he dropped that elbow on the Cody, I was in awe. That was so crisp, so clean. It was one of those things where you saw him come off the top rope, and I'm like, is that really going to look that good? I'm like, oh, it does. <laughs> it, it does look that good. What do you think he of this, man? Yeah. He got that full arm motion into yeah. the elbow yeah. drop. And uh, I, I made a note uh, because I, just reading through comment sections and, and uh, you know, other blogs, everyone is comparing him to the macho man. Mm. Um and I can see it. He has the war paint. He's coming out to the ring sprinting. He's got the tassels. Um, so I hope that doesn't hinder him because, as we know, uh, us wrestling fans can be um, fickle. Sure. Uh, and either we love it or it needs to be buried immediately. Um, and I just hope people don't take it like that. Like, it, he's, uh, yes, he has similarities, but every wrestler. Uh, past 2000 
in the year 2000 is going to have similarities to wrestlers mm-hmm. that are uh, have already become have come before them. Um, but Warhorse came out with that rock and roll uh, entrance and doing the head banging. So it was ultimately a uh, he's got his own gimmick um, and, you know, really, really brought it to Cody for a little while. But Cody is just too good at what he does. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know. I, I can't really agree 100% on him being hindered by having too similar of a character to Ultimate Warrior. Um, I think the biggest, the, the one glaring difference is that Warhorse is an insanely technical wrestler. Uh, you know, Warrior, I would say, was more of a brute strength type of wrestler. Uh, yeah. But I feel like Warhorse is really that, tech, he has that technical advantage there. And he is just an uh, ultimate superstar in terms of in-ring competition uh, against Cody there. And that was a great match. They both tore the house down. Um, Warhorse, again, just like we had uh, earlier challengers coming against Cody, I hope we get to see more of him in AEW. It seems every oh, day yeah. they're just introducing more and more amazing talent, which is the which was the point of, of yeah. AEW. That's awesome. This match yeah, did not... Absolutely. Cody didn't really get a good send-off. He won with the figure four. He didn't really get to have a uh, good celebration there at the end of the match because he was attacked by the Dark Order. But... But Hell the yeah. side, Matt Cardona, ladies and gentlemen, is all finally, finally in AEW. I mean, we saw Matt this. Cardona coming. is all elite, baby. We saw this coming. There's no way it wasn't going to happen. Uh, now, they swerved us a bit, though, because we thought it was going to happen. And then all of a sudden, Warhorse was facing Cody. And we're like, oh, maybe he's, maybe he's not coming. Everyone thought that would be the spot for him to debut. But no, no. Shocker, surprise, he came yeah. out at the end. Yeah, no, it was fantastic. Uh, one thing I will say is, I and, I and you see this everywhere, like every headline when they were talking about Matt Cardona appearing, this is just me griping for a minute, it's like Matt Cardona, a.k.a. Zack Ryder, makes no. his appearance in AW. It's like, no, I'm not dumb. Like, I, I know who this is. You don't have to put <laughs> – you have to put – he used to be Zack Ryder. I, I, I can see it, it, he used to be Zack Ryder. He's now Matt Cardona. Let it go. Like people, people are still saying John Moxley, a.k.a. Dean Ambrose. Let it go. Right. Like, right. I don't need you to tell me who he used to be. <laughs> I, I don't care. Just do it. It's just, it just annoys me when I see that all the time. It's like, a.k.a. I, this person. Like, great. Thanks. I can't wait till next week when MJF just is like, oh, now, now he's got his best friend here going, woo, woo, woo. <laughs> you know he's, you know he's going to bring it up. MJF. Oh, I hate him so much. But he's so Stop amazing. it. He's incredible. I know, but I just hate him. <laughs> but we'll get into MJF for a little while. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk quickly about this segment that we had of the Inner Circle. <laughs> this interview here was ungodly amazing. I laughed <laughs> so hard during this segment. It was not like, oh my gosh. What so, does my jacket smell like? Smells yeah. like piss. <laughs> <laughs> So for, for all of you who don't know, Orange Cassidy obviously pours orange juice all over people all the time. And he got some all over Chris Jericho. And uh, he's not $7,000 jacket. As you know, Jericho has a very expensive taste. All right. That jacket yeah. 7K. That's a, I mean, I would say he got ripped off, but that's not my opinion. Yeah, right. Uh, not my, my, my place to speak. Orange Cassidy ruined Jericho's jacket, according to Jericho. I would say it was fair game, but whatever. I think it looks great. <laughs> So Jericho has challenged Orange Cassidy again and says that when he beats Our him, goes. that he will make him pay for his jacket, and therefore he now owes him seven grand. As you can see, Jericho is insanely intimidated there by Orange Cassidy. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, I'm so happy that this is going to happen. And, you know, that wasn't the only thing that was mentioned in this uh, interruption. 
No, they were talking with yeah, Mr. Please. Sammy Guevara as well. The El son, El, son of El Bitch, uh, second part of the Sex Gods, uh, is calling out Matt Hardy, which uh, bold, bold call uh, going out against Matt Hardy. I know you have the inner circle, but uh, Matt Hardy's always got something up his sleeve as well. Oh, for, sure, uh, for sure. Also in the name of Private Party. Uh, so, oh, there he is getting doused with orange juice. <laughs> That is a phenomenal picture of Le Champion Can I getting just say, a Le Shower. That line of the uh, Son of El Bitch, yes. that got me. Son so of El Bitch. Dude, when Jericho <laughs> said, Jericho, uh, Sammy Guevara said, yeah, he's a son of a bitch. And then Jericho goes, Sammy, what's that in Spanish? Son of El Bitch. Son of El like, Bitch. <laughs> got me, dude. I literally <laughs> laughed. I laughed out loud. Like, I actually burst <laughs> laughing at that. That was hilarious. And it just shows, like, how you know, you know, again, in wrestling, there's so many different di- uh, dynamics to it, there's so many different aspects to it. And that little line there in their segment made a huge impact on that storyline, it made it exciting. Uh, yeah, I loved it, I thought it was hilarious. I laughed the whole the whole time. Jericho and, and this, they're so entertaining, uh, it's great, it's great. But we'll see. Uh, they're having a debate now. They talked about they're having a debate, Jericho and Orange Cassidy. I cannot wait for that. That is going to be oh, absolutely. Lord. But they, they, the political side of AEW, it is hilarious how much they are uh, mocking politics right now. You know, and here's my thing: if it works, it works. What's 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 hot right now in the world? Politics. So, right. You know, if you're going to parody it and and make a good show, by all means, I'm in. There it is. This is going to be all oh, Super Wednesday. I'm excited. And and apparently, Chris Jericho is very excited about whoever the special guest uh, moderator is going to be. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about the special guest moderator. Who I don't, do you I, do you have a guess? I don't have. I, I have don't know. no clue. Um, it, for moderating, I don't. Who could it possibly be? It's not. I don't think it's going to be any of the guys on the at the announce table. No, um, no, no. So, it, it, maybe it's someone new who who used to be maybe a backstage talent or or uh, from from one of his days in WWF and WWE. Maybe it's someone from there that they've brought over again. But I don't know. He seems very excited to uh, <laughs> to have him there. Was it, so we'll, was it going to be Giancarlo? Was that who the special guest moderator? <laughs> I could see. We'll it. see. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know what they're planning on doing there, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I could see it happening. But anyway, who knows? Who cares? Uh, it'll be great. I, I think, regardless of of whoever the special guest uh, moderator is. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's going to be a huge name or not. I don't know what to expect. In all honesty, but we'll see. I'm excited to talk about it and see it uh, for the next episode there. Once we see who it's going to be. Uh, the next matchup here, I, I have an opinion on this on this storyline that might be controversial, but I'll, I'll give it after. I want to see your take on it first. Uh, the Dark Order, Stu, uh, Stu Grayson versus Evil Annie Evil versus Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega for the AEW Tag Team Championships. Uh, I know you had an opinion on this and thinking that this was going to be it. What do you think of that? Yeah, yeah. I actually thought um, because of how it's been unfolding for Kenny lately, he keeps showing up late. He's he's not there when Adam needs him. He's attacking. It almost feels like he's turning heel very slowly. Mm. Um, And it just felt like this might be the time because uh, the Dark Order is legit. And they are growing and growing. And we'll address that in a little bit at the end of this match. Um, But I I just it felt like this was going to be the time where the Dark Order would take those titles away. And I think uh, they're going to hold them for a while, especially under the... uh, the watchful eye of Brody Lee. Um, but 
Yeah, it, it was good. Hey, they although Stu and Evil Uno, who were the original uh, two before Brody Lee uh, mm. joined Dark Order as the leader, um, they they held their own. But this match was definitely run by Kenny and Hangman. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, they definitely carried this match for the majority of it. They had a majority of the offense there, Kenny and uh, and uh, Adam Page there, which is no surprise. Those two are, are elite performers. Kenny Omega, especially, he he's done. He's had big matches upon big matches. They call him the the best bout machine for a reason. Uh, Kenny and the match there almost fell to the dark order and lost, but uh, uh, Hangman broke up that pinfall there. Hangman and Cam- Kenny ultimately won by a pinfall with their combination of a finishing move there, which is always beautiful to watch. Um, my biggest thing with this match is. And this storyline, I just didn't feel it. I, I feel like this is really? just losing emotion. I don't know. I, I to me, if anyone disagrees with me, please tell me. To me, I'm just kind of like, all right, you have this. Why? You have this. Well, I was gonna just give. All right, just geez, just give me a second here. The dark yeah, order. Hurry up. <laughs> the dark order. They're this faction, and they're great. Don't get me wrong. My biggest thing is, are they just gonna keep losing? At what point are we going to legitimize this team? One and two. I just didn't feel the emotion during this match. Like Kenny and Adam just kind of went buckshot all over these guys. And then they just got attacked afterwards. That was the entirety of this segment. I just don't see the emotion during this match. I just, I don't know. And and you know, I love Kenny Omega and I love Adam Adam Page. I love Brody Lee. I just don't see this being fun. I just felt it was kind of stale. I felt it was kind of slow. I just think they need to shake it up a little bit. Like this tag team picture here, just just kind of, I don't know. What do you give? Uh, that's I, what I, I see what like. you mean. I, I know, I know what you're saying. I think it's time for them to relinquish these titles and give it to a, a tag team outside of the elite. Um, and I think it's time for Kenny to turn heel because he very obviously has shown some heel tendencies lately. What with him uh, attacking the Jurassic Express after their match and. Um, showing up late and not being there for Hangman when he was jumped by the Dark Order. And, um, you know, I, I, maybe that's what you're seeing, is they're just not as cohesive, so it doesn't feel the same. Um, but they're still being put over the Dark Order, so what's that all about? Mm. Um, so that, that could be what you mean by that, but I think the Dark Order's time is approaching, um, and we are going to see more and more people join, and maybe some members of the Elite. Uh, may join the Dark Order very soon. That'd be great. Yeah, my biggest thing is maybe they're just waiting for the right two people to take the championship, the tag championships away from them, uh, which I could totally see that. But it's just one of those things. I don't know. Feel it. I just didn't feel it during this match uh, of it being exciting and of it being like a you know a real blood feud, which is what it should be. I I just didn't. I just didn't feel it. That's just me though. You know. Again, if you think I'm wrong, please tell me. I just didn't feel it for this one. But again, you know, it was still great, great contest, great wrestling. It wasn't anything to do with the the fact that they're not good performers. It's just I feel the storyline has just been dragging for a little while uh, with the yeah. adaptation thing. It's like let's just have the blow off. Like let's just do it. What's what are we what are we leading to? You know, I feel like it needs some. Um, so I regress on that one though. We're gonna go into some women's action here. We have uh, Diamante got her shot last week against Hiroku uh, Shiata uh, for the AWN Championship, and it was uh, not even close as we saw there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I wouldn't even say this was much of a contest, Tyler. What would you say? No, I agree. It felt like last week's match was uh, a mute point um, because you know, I, even though last night, last week's match, we we have been awfully critical of the women's division, um, and I, I, I try not to be. But their matches are—they just don't have enough uh, meat to them. They're very short. 
Um, and they just don't have the spots where, as if we're going to compare them to the next best thing, WWE's women's roster is kind of killing it right now. Mm. Um, so this is the one spot where AEW is lacking, and it's the one spot where we're going to continuously uh, pick at them until they get it right. Uh, and it stinks for uh, Sheeta because I think she has yeah, potential sure. I mean, to be a great champion. Oh, absolutely. I, I could agree with that 100%. And as you said, though, they just don't get, I just feel like the, their matches aren't long. They don't give them a lot of time to build. They don't give them a lot of time to perform. Uh, uh, Sheeta just pretty much owned this match. I mean, and that was it. I get you want a powerful women's champion. I think what they're really doing is just kind of waiting in the wings for Britt Baker to be able to cl- clear to come back, um, which will shake things up a lot, obviously, which we'll get into a Britt Baker segment a little later here. But um, overall, I think that's what they're honestly waiting for. And they're just kind of building to that moment. They're just kind of building up. Uh, Sheeta, and then just waiting for the right spot to have Britt Baker come in and ultimately dethrone her as the champion. Eventually. Yeah, I could see it totally happening. Uh, they, they went from there backstage to Nyla Rose, and uh, they were, she was actually pulling for the first uh, Women's Tag Team Tournament Cup. So that's exciting. They're going to have a Women's oh, Tag Team division here. This is, you... this is interesting. This is what I mean. We needed something like this for the women's division uh, with – something exciting like this where you don't know who your tag team partner is going to be. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, these rules here, do we have a, do you have a shot of the rules here or uh, I don't know if we do. I mean, we might not, but uh, I know Nyla uh, was informed that somebody else also pulled the same color as her, which is how they're doing. Yeah. The- so ba- basically I, I can cover it quickly before you go into the colors. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's basically just you pull a colored bead or, or cube or whatever it is out of this hat. And whoever pulls that same color as you uh, will be on the same team as you in this tournament. And you are with that person through the entirety of the tournament. Um, And it looked like Nyla was going to be our first person. But apparently that wasn't the case. Apparently not, which is always a good thing to shake it up in the the realm there because we had a debut. Yes. And it is exciting. There she is. <laughs> back to the ring. Uh, Ariane is it's here going by the name Ariane. And I'll say it only one time, formerly known as Cameron from WWE. That's the last time I will say it. Um, yes, he's here now. And this is exciting. Uh, again, as we keep turning around, they're always adding more talent and more talent to the roster in AEW. And they have to. They're going to keep building. They're going to keep trying to outperform everyone else. I would say they're doing it. Um, what do you think about this debut, Tyler? I think it's exciting. I mean, it is, but it felt really random. I was like, oh, hello. And it was like Vicky and Nyla knew that Ariane was backstage. They were just like, (laughs) oh, hello. Hello, you who's been here for the last three weeks. No, like (laughs) and and, and Nyla Rose was acting all annoyed. Like they've had this beef in the past or something like that. Um, So that's what I mean a little bit about the acting and the character work. Um, just can we let Vicky talk for you, please, just for a little bit until you get your mic work, mic work under uh, your mic work a little a little bit more polished. Let's let Vicky sure, Guerrero sure. handle that because Vicky Guerrero is incredible. And I'll say it's cool having a female manager. That's a oh, yeah. very, very different dynamic. And well, we had Val. I feel like Lana obviously was in that role, but I, I look at Vicky Guerrero as more of like the female Paul Heyman. Oh, gosh, yeah. Can I say that? All right, I can say that, right? It's the one you love to hate. Precisely. And she's just good at it. Like You love to hate Vicky Guerrero. Excuse me! Precisely. She's good (laughs) at getting under your skin. So it's cool seeing that. I'm excited for this. 
Yeah, I think it's going to be cool. I'm interested to see what other teams they they have, uh, what else they're going to do, pull out. I'm and, dying to see Britt Baker and Big Swole pull the same color. <laughs> I just, I need that. <laughs> oh, gosh. You know what? I wasn't even considering it until you just said that, because that is totally <laughs> going to happen now. And I, I, and I hate you now that you just I talked that. it into existence. <laughs> oh, that is totally going to happen. I didn't even think of that. That should be your champion right there, though, Nyla Rose. Should be uh, the AEW Women's Champion, in my opinion. I don't know about that. But okay. Stop it. Nyla is the best women's wrestler in that I'm going to stay on the Britt Baker train. She's a role model. She, you know, she needs to be there. Just look at that. Is that the face of the division? Yes, it is. It is the Boom. face of the division. It is the face of AEW's women's division. You know, it could be the face of AEW. All no, right? no. She's, she's the face of a crybaby husband who doesn't know how to handle his uh, critics. No, there you go. There you go. All right. Yeah. All right. So that's enough. I don't want to hear any more negativity about Britt Baker. Um, speaking of negativity here, how about this? MGF, MJF came out here thinking he runs the place. All right. Thinking that he's just Emperor MJF over here now. And State of the business. I'll say this was, this was amazing. <laughs> I'm the biggest guy in wrestling right now. With the hands and everything, Tony Khan, listen to me. Cody's not it. He's just not it. This this segment was absolutely hilarious. I love how MJF is speaking like the <laughs> AEW world champion, like runs the place. Like Moxley's <laughs> just making all these decisions that just ruins everything. And uh, that, that to me is amazing. And obviously MJF can pull off anything in, in the sense of uh, acting, in the sense of these amazing promos he keeps having. Um, but he's basically saying that Moxley is bringing AEW in like the wrong direction and that there needs to be a big change. And he is that change and that he, he calls a dibs dibs on getting yes. a championship shot after Darby Allen, which we'll get to that, uh, just after this. But, um, you know, it's funny how, uh, how these guys really went at it here. Um, what do you think of this segment, Tyler? I know you love. Oh you my know, gosh, I I am a big guy in politics. Uh, I'm I also appear on the um, Divided We Stand podcast from time to time, and this this just had me rolling because MGF's state of the industry address, where he was just it, it felt like mockery, or I don't know if it was just impersonating or mocking um, the president, but he he kept saying like wrong. Uh, I am the best. I know the most. He was just so, so much trying to be like the president. Um, and he, he made an incredible claim, which I agree with. He says that AEW is no longer the alternative wrestling company, but the lead producer of wrestling content. Um, I agree full heartedly with that because AEW uh, is the first show in a long time that has made me tune in week to week. Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, NXT, forget about it. I'm not watching that. I'm watching AEW, and AEW leader, MJF. Okay. All right. Yeah, and you're right. He did tell Moxley that he's next. He said, I want you at All Out, which is the next pay-per-view approaching in uh, early September. That's going to be a fantastic feud there. If we get that, hopefully you know, we get that eventually. MJF I hope we get that. I hope Mox obliges would be very, very fun to watch. Uh, and I feel like the promos would be just next level between those two. Just having Moxley standing in one corner and MJF in the other just going at it on the microphone. I mean, you can, I don't think you can make anything better than that in terms of a segment. But oh, yeah. That leads us into our main event. 
the main Our, event. The main event of AEW Dynamite this week's was John Moxley and Darby Allen versus Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. Uh, this match was so. Ouch. Oh yeah, well we'll get into the thumbtack <laughs> right there, which I, I just. But it was it was fun to watch. It's always cool to see the, them take people who are going to ultimately be feuding against each other, like Darby and Moxley here, yeah. uh, match next week, and they put them on the same team. They have to work together. Ultimately, they pulled it out. You know, um, Darby pulled out all the stops in the sense of even using that skateboard with the thumbtacks to go across the back of Ricky Starks, uh, which yeah. no thank you. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. I'll say this though: I hope this isn't the end of the road for for Brian Cage when it comes to a main event picture. I don't know how no you- way, no way. They're just going to separate him from from that title. He'll he'll defend his own title. Okay, okay, I could see that. I could see that with with Taz as a manager, that title is going to become relevant. It's going to be like a uh, intercontinental esque championship. I, I could see that. I, I just still feel he could be in a bigger spot. Uh, all I'm saying is him and him and Moxley should definitely have a singles, uh, more of a singles blow off than they had in the past, which is all I'm saying. I would love to see him continue to be in that role of uh, main eventing and such, but. I regress on that note. Leading into next week, which is going to be a packed, packed card there. I mean, um, that main event was great. Uh, obviously, Darby got the pin there, earning that match with Moxley next week. So next week is looking like a packed show, Tyler. What do you think of that? Yeah, this match right here is what I'm looking forward to the most. Moxley and Darby Allen for the AEW Championship. Best, well, best, not best friends, but... Uh, you know, compadres, they're, they're close. They, they have each other's back. Um, as Moxley calls him his little buddy. Um, so he, they obviously enjoy each other's company and wrestling together. Um, so let's see if they have that same in-ring chemistry when they are across the squared circle from each other. Um, personally, very excited. I don't think this is Darby's, uh, time to win the title. I think he needs to go beat a guy like Brian cage, um, before he has a chance at the main title. Um, so we'll see my my thing with Darby. I love Darby Allen. Me too. He's a great guy. And I agree that he should be in a main event spot in terms of what he's doing with Moxie right now. I just don't like the fact that listen, he's going to lose. Okay. And I don't know. I don't know if I agree with him just losing so quickly off the bat. Like he he gets this match. He's just going to go on the show now and just take the L like if you're trying to build someone up, I just don't see you just throwing him down that quickly. You so know, let's end it by a no DQ that by uh, by uh, interference. Then have someone like, get involved in this match, uh, which could definitely happen. I mean, I could totally see MJF ruining this whole thing because you're going to see Darby and Moxley try to be respectful towards each other in the ring. They're going to want to be, you know, give each other uh, be gentleman like towards each other. Right. And I could totally see MJF coming in here and just ruining everything. MJF uh, and Wardlow come out to to ruin the main event is a sure. heavy possibility. For sure, for sure. So, uh, yeah, I mean, looking more into next week, with terms of another match there, we have uh, Matt Cardona is going to get his first taste of AEW in-ring action, along with his buddy Cody there in a tag team match versus John Silver and Alex Reynolds of the Dark Order. Uh, That's exciting. Uh, Obviously, we're going to see Cody and Matt win that one. I mean, uh, if if history history tells us anything, is that the Dark Order isn't going to win any matches. So, All right, um, wait, hold on. Hot take here. Hot take is that Matt Cardona's not coming here to be buddy-buddy with Cody because if that was the case, he would, have, he would have remained he would have remained the scrawny little dude that WWE once knew. He is coming here to be against Cody, even though he came out to save him last week. I don't know if this costs uh, them to win this match, but I think even either way, at the end of this match, 
Cardona will be attacking Cody Rhodes and challenging him to a match. Why do we, Why can't we just be happy? Why do we you can't be happy? Why no. can't we just enjoy Matt Cardona and Cody being friends and wrestling together? Why? Because why do Cody is the other. Cody's the champion. If you're not going after the gold, what are you doing here? He can't just be happy for his friend and go after something no. else. No, he's no longer the internet champion. He is going to be the TNT champion starting in two weeks' time. That's my prediction. Two weeks' time, he defeats Cody and becomes the, the, the next TNT champion. Mark my words, Noah. Mark my words. You always do this. We can't yeah, watch it happen. Enjoy, we can't just enjoy what we have. We just got <laughs> Matt Cardone in AEW. Or, uh, let's enjoy that. Nope. Nope. He's going to go after Cody. He'll turn. Their friendship. Yeah. He'll turn. Great, because that's going to – Look at how nice it was. They were hugging. I'm like, oh, this is nice. Break his neck. <laughs> I will say, all right. There was a part of me thinking that whole time, like, oh, he's going to turn on him. He's going to turn on him right now. Okay, he didn't do it. Okay. Okay, thank God. I can breathe. I can breathe. Like, it's not happening now. Confirmed, no heel turn. Um, but uh-huh. Heel turn this I, Wednesday. I don't know about this Wednesday. I mean, if they're going to do coming. it, why not? If they're going to do it, why not, right? Give it, just get it out of the way. Um, but anyway, uh-huh. our next preview here, uh, some more tag team action, which I love seeing all the tag team action. There's a lot of Massive match. Massive match here. We have uh, FTR, the Young Bucks, Hangman, and Kenny Omega versus the Dark Order in a 12-team tag, uh, 12, 12 man tag team match. Talk about what's going to be an absolute just cluster. Yeah, and, and the Dark Order sending sending their big dogs for this one. We've got Evil Uno and Stu, and I believe they're putting um, Colt Cabana in this match as well. Um, so he'll have his first legitimate match with yeah. with the Dark Order. He's not going to be sent to the back like a child to not wa- don't 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 look don't look. I'm going to beat the crap out of all my other minions, but I don't want you to see that. Don't look. Um, so I am very excited because, like you said, lots of tag action, and that's what AEW is doing right. That's something that WWE wasn't doing right. They're getting a little bit better at it now, but wasn't doing right for the tag team divisions. That is uh Far none, the best part of AEW is their tag team action. They're killing it in the tag team scene. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's without a doubt. They have the best tag team picture in of any uh, of any company. If you ask me, in all honesty, there's so yeah. many talented people in terms of the tag team that they've been pumping out, the matches they've been putting on. It's absolutely amazing. You asked an interesting question here. I don't think so. But you asked if FTR is now all elite. Are they are they in the elite as as you? Oh right. I mean, what, what was your take on that one? I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. They're taking Kenny's spot. They want um, Ke- they want they want Kenny out of the all, all of out of the elite, and they want to be in in his spot. They want to be in there in his stead because I mean, who else comes out to save Hangman? FTR does every single time. They just sign their contracts. Who was there with them? Hangman Adam Page. I mean, it's. Okay. I think they're. I think not only are they all elite. They are going to be part of the elite. I'm going to say no for one reason. FTR is all about themselves. And that's a fact. They want to be, they don't, they, they don't even, they're not even about themselves in terms of one person or the other. They always say that they want to be the best tag team in wrestling. They say that they are the best tag team in wrestling. They don't have any aspirations to split up and have a singles run. They don't have any aspirations to do anything for just one or the other. They're always a member of their tag team, FTR themselves, those two gentlemen. They don't care about any other faction or anything else here. I- I'll tell you this. And during this tag team match, they're going to obviously fight. 
I can't see them having this much of an alliance with the elite here. I don't think they're going to care. I don't know, man. If you've noticed over the last two weeks, who came to the elite uh, side to save them? It's been FTR. They have saved yeah, the elite two, two guys, weeks in a row. If you're two guys who want to have a tag team, uh, tag team championship match, or don't you want to keep your friends closer, your enemies closer here, and maybe get a little, get a little gushy gushy here with maybe Hangman? So wouldn't that Jenny make there? sense to why they joined the elite at least for now? Even if they don't call themselves the elite, let's buddy buddy up with these guys and constantly be with them. Yes, but I'm just saying it's not for the right reasons. It's not going to last, one. And two, I could see this being very – this would be a great way to shake up that tag team championship picture that we were talking about earlier. If FTR – Take it away from them. Boom, just says, you know what, no. And, and they just say, screw this. I, I mean, I, that's possible I'm the, too. Man. That's all I'm saying is I don't see that the FTR being elite because it's just not going to last. That would be like, a, like, you know, it's like they're making T-shirts just to tease us and then pulling it all out afterwards and saying, ah, we got you. I, I can't right. see what's happening. There's no way. We'll see. We'll see. I, I, this, that's what I love about AEW is every week I'm like, oh, I, I'm always pleasantly surprised by something. Something always catches me off guard, and that is not something you get from the C brand product that comes from the USA Network. Wow. Shots <laughs> fired. Shots fired. Absolutely there. I mean, overall, I love you, Triple H. <laughs> well, I think you love Stephanie. Pick, you got to pick one. I love you, Stephanie. Sheesh. For those that don't That's know, Tyler and I are at a show. Oh, I was just going to give it all away. I know oh, go ahead. Every time Tyler and I are at a show uh, and Stephanie McMahon's in the ring, he always yells, I love you, Stephanie. And she did say, I love you, too. But, but I wait until it's, like, dead silent. I wait yeah. till there's no one booing yeah. anymore, and I just scream, I love you, Stephanie, at the top of my lungs. Because uh, I, I love the attention, I guess, that everyone starts booing immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh! Overall, great show. I'm looking forward to the next week's show already. It just seems every week, every week they just set up their next week for for more success, for more excitement, which is exactly what you want to do. And they're do you think they it. can keep it going though? Do you think they can keep this kind of caliber show rolling? Because that's what long. I'm nervous about. They've been doing it this long, and they've been doing it without an audience. True. So ah. I guess with an audience, it, they could they could it damper it down a little bit. It, does. it gets easier with with an audience, right? Once you start putting fans there, it, you don't have to have every match be a banger because you're going to have the reaction to carry over, and you want to when they give your audience time to to relax, your time relax. to go down, yeah. you can build them back up again for the main event. So I think you know I think they can definitely keep it up. They've been doing it for a while already, and like I said, they've been doing it now without an audience too, and that that speaks volumes. I do love, by the way, how they have all these wrestlers sitting in the stands. Like you just see random, <laughs> they just pan to the crowd and. You just see like a random person just sitting there, just watching the match. It's like, oh, I guess they're just chilling. All right, yeah. Um, but yes, and then obviously next week we have Darby versus Moxley for that AEW Championship. That's gonna be that's gonna be a great match. Um, I want. I hope they add something. Do you know if there's any stipulations to this yet? Because I could see these two gentlemen. They Why? You have Straight Darby up. Allen and Don no, you have Darby Allen and John Moxley. Darby Allen can't yeah. have a match by pulling a skateboard out and beating well, someone. Hold on. Because we literally just said MJF has to get involved in this match. So it can't end by a pinfall. It Fair. has to end by Fair. some sort of disqualification or, or countout. So let's MJF keep our story straight here. MJF can't just come in and beat up Moxley to put fuel on the fire here. I, I, I said in the beginning, though, that Darby's losing this match. All right. So you think they, if they do a stipulation, Moxley wins clean, and then uh, MJF and Wardlow come out and just beat the hell out of Moxley? Yeah, like every other build to a championship match ever, yes. All right, but that's not very heel-like. Why not? I mean, because the match is already over. Who cares? Up the baby face. The match is already over. 
Who cares? No. no, no. They're beating up the guy that everybody loves. That makes them a if bad guy. If they want to do a real heel move, listen, Tony, I'm, uh, listen, I know what I'm talking about. Oh uh, you have him interrupt this match because it'll piss everyone off. And that's the heel heat that MJF I'm needs. I'm saying you have two people who have zero problems putting a thumbtack into their body every night they're out there. <laughs> and literally, Moxley and Allen, and you're not going to have them have some type of stipulation where they could just beat each other with whatever they want? You want to make Moxley a gimmick? That's how you make Moxley a gimmick and make him a gimmick wrestler. You got to show people that you can go without it. All right. All right. I could see. It. I just think these two guys, you're missing an opportunity if you don't do it. Wait, save it for a pay-per-view then. We'll see it all out, Mox. Okay. All right. I could say, all right. Fine. 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 <laughs> That's Whatever. two weeks in a row we've had thumbtacks. I've, okay. Sorry. Let's... Sorry. This is true. It is two weeks in a row they did a thumbtack spot. <laughs> this week, this week, this last week, though, they actually did play up the thumbtacks because it wasn't part of the finish. So that's good. Right. Fair uh, enough. But all right. Hey, with that being said, what would you give the show overall? Uh, I would say I give it, I, I would give it four and a half again. I mean, they just, yeah, keep, again, they just keep the Nothing, It's going to be very hard for me to give a perfect score, but four and a half is damn near close. Yeah. I thought this show was amazing. I absolutely loved it. Um, I couldn't see anything wrong with it. The segments, there was, yeah. junior, there was great action and overall there was wrestling. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, I loved it. So, that's great. Tyler, do you want to give us our quick plug here, my friend, before we yes. wrap our episode? So, as always, we want to thank you all for watching, and we want to thank Clovercrest Media for allowing us to produce these podcasts that we are on. Um, if you are looking to create a podcast yourself or are interested in looking into the business, just give Joe or Eden, myself, Noah, the Keys Brothers, Ovi Muniz, all these guys who you can see on Clovercrest Media a message, and we will help you get started to get the message out that you are looking to sell to the people. Uh, so give Clovercrest Media a call. We'll get you started up and running on your podcast. But we are excited to have you. Absolutely. And, hey, great episode of AEW. We, and thank you for joining us here for Crossum Wrestling Entertainment. I'm Noah Cross. That was Tyler Bard. And this was Crossum Wrestling Entertainment. See you next time. Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast.